welcome to the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. My name's James White, and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. So let's get started. Episode number one. And I thought it would be a really good way to start for me to at least just introduce myself, who I am, what my background is, and how I've become so fascinated by the world of sales and what it means to everyone all over the world. For me, sales has always been something maybe it's in my blood. Um, I was quite lucky. Um, My background, I was born in South Wales, um, but my parents moved to the sunny areas of Western Supermare in uh, in the UK, if you know it, Um, it's where where I grew up. And my dad uh, was in sales and um, he was a sales manager for an organization called Chubb Alarms. And he used to go all around the country, um, but mainly in the Southwest and Wales, selling security systems to big uh, people in big people's houses, uh, to companies. And uh, if you ever see something with Chubb on it, whenever I see Chubb, it always makes me think about my dad. And um, he was in sales, he loved it. He's always been maybe, he, people used to say he had the gift of the gab and was a talker. And uh, I remember him taking me on his uh, stand when he used to do exhibitions and shows and I'd go on his stand and uh, try and talk to people that came to the stand. And that was probably when I was about six or seven. And uh, it just got me fascinated with sales and the whole element around it. I remember my dad um, having a tape series um, from two people, one called Earl Nightingale and the other from a guy called Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn, um, if you may, may know, is one of the, the world's leading business gurus. I think Tony Robbins learned from Jim Rohn. His, his concepts and his content is incredible. And uh, I remember listening to some of these tapes sometimes in the car and talking about mindset and how sales is this thing that's, you know, this, this incredible thing where you can have a great life. And it got me intrigued by it. And so um, sales probably is, was maybe a natural calling for me, but it didn't maybe always became obvious as to how long I'd focus on sales and make it the career that I have right now. But I started my first sales job when I was 11 years old. So I uh, worked on a market store in Western Supermare near the rugby club. And uh, 5.30 every Sunday morning until six o'clock every Sunday evening, I would wake up and go down and set the market up. There was a guy called Chris that had a market store uh, brought down from Birmingham. And I basically set the stall up and basically then proceeded throughout the course of the day, come wind or shine, um, whether it's windy or sunny, we were there selling shoes on a market store. And uh, I still look back with really fond memories at, that, uh, at that, of that, those times. Um, I learned lots of different elements around what to do and what not to do um, when it comes to sales and selling, but that was my first ever sales job. And for literally, I think it was five or six years, I basically, um, pretty much every Sunday, while when we were on holidays, I worked. And um, I guess one of the things that that really taught me was that, you know, sales is, you know, if you're going to do something and achieve success, you've got to put the effort in. And unfortunately, maybe now, maybe you won't get many kids at 11 years old doing sales jobs um, or market stalls. But my mum and dad felt it was important for us to earn some money. And um, yeah, I think, I think my, my, I can't remember how much I earned. It might, I think it might have been 20 pound for the day. Um, I can't remember, it wasn't a, a huge amount, but we'd earn, you know, it might even be 10 pound, but we'd, we'd earn that money and uh, we'd have money in our pocket to then use for the things that we wanted to. And, you know, we were lucky as kids. We weren't from a wealthy background, but my mum and dad gave us everything they could do, me and my two sisters. 
and we really had, um, you know, they gave us good disciplines and good ethics and good ways to focus. And I think that family um, support and stability has made me certainly into the person that I am sort of today. Um, but yeah, the idea of learning to sell and, and selling is something I loved. And I used to watch Chris, the guy that set up the market store, um, you know, the way he used to talk to people. I remember we used to, you know, we used to sometimes have builders that would come in looking for steel toe cap boots. And we'd have, um, you know, grannies looking for slippers. And the whole thing that he taught me was just that everyone is slightly different. And um, the key thing is they all came with a requirement or a problem. And one of the key things I learned from that, in, that I've used in my sales career, maybe we'll talk about this over the course of the next, throughout the whole of the episodes of the podcast, is all about the customer and understanding the person that you're selling to and what's driving them to make that, that purchase. And I think that fascination is stuck with me and stays with me even to this day, that whole element of why are people doing this? What's driving them to make that purchase? How can we change their behavior and the way they operate to, to, to be in that position? So basically, I started on a market stall, did that for a number of years. And as I grew a bit older and, and uh, just before I went to university, I then went into the famous element of sales, which was double glazing sales. And um, I can assure you, um, actually before that, actually, I, I actually I did the hardest sales job ever in the world. And um, people, I, I ask people this question sometimes in a, um, in, when I do presentations. I say, yeah, I say to people, what do you think is the hardest sales job in the world? And everyone says, oh, insurance or double glazing. And I've done double glazing, I'll talk about that in a moment. But actually, I did the hardest sales job in the world because for, I'm not quite sure why or what happened, but for a few years, my dad, um, maybe he was going through, maybe a bit of a midlife crisis, I don't know. He uh, became a Jehovah's Witness. And uh, I basically followed him into becoming a Jehovah's Witness. So for about three, four years, maybe. Um, and it nearly broke our family up, actually, because... My mum and my two sisters weren't, but me and my dad were Jehovah's Witnesses for um, probably, then we're talking about late 80s, early 90s. And um, yeah, I'm, the hardest sales job in the world is I knocked on a door. So if you know Jehovah's Witnesses, they used to knock on doors with copies of The Watchtower and The Awake. And I remember, um, and if you know about Jehovah's Witnesses as well, they don't celebrate Christmas. So, um, and which is weird because they actually say, when I remember being it, they say it's the same as every other day. So I used to say, well, why can't today just be that day? But anyway, um, I remember knocking on doors on Christmas morning. And I remember this lady, I'd gone with uh, my dad um, to knock on doors to sell copies of The Awake and The Watchtower. And uh, this lady sort of looked at me and she could sort of, there was the frustration and annoyance of, you know, why are you guys here on a, on a, on a, uh, on, a, on, a, on a Christmas morning and you're stopping me and my family enjoying stuff. But I also remember the, the look she gave me. It was that look of, why aren't you at home opening presents, young man, rather than trying to sell the copy of The Watchtower in the Awake? So um, she actually bought a copy. <laughs> Probably that was one of my other best sales. She actually bought a copy of it because I think she felt sorry for me. She really just did feel sorry for me and it was Christmas. So basically I sold a copy of The Watchtower in the Awake on Christmas day. And um, I don't think Jehovah's Witnesses would, would do that now. They stand out, they stand on lots of you know, outside train stations or bus stations now. But the days when they used to knock on doors, um, yeah, I, I think that's one of the toughest sales jobs ever. So I'm interested, let me know in the comments, actually, if you've done a harder sales job than that. Um, if you have, let me know. I'd love to know what it is because there's lots of tough jobs there for sure. But um, that was my, one of my tough ones. But then I went into to double glazing sales when I was 17. And I did that for probably about uh, six months. And um, 
I learned a lot from double glazing sales as well. The thing I should say about the Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness um, selling is the thing, one thing it taught me, and maybe we'll explore this again in, in other episodes, is there's a time and a place to sell, and that wasn't it. And I th- remember thinking, as we've come away from that, I remember thinking, wow, we've, you know, we've disturbed that lady and she's doing stuff with her family. And I sort of felt like she was pissed off with us, and, but she felt sorry for us. And it made me think, actually, there's a time and place to sell. So I, uh, I, I basically learned that you know, there are times to do it and not to do it. But moving on to double glazing sales when I was 17. So again, as you can imagine, um, start with, we started literally at those, back those times, I'm talking um, again, you know, probably sort of early 90s, uh, probably late 80s, early 90s, um, we literally had a copy of the phone book. And if you remember those times, the phone book was, I'm, 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 you probably can't see this now, but I'm putting my hands together to show a thick book. And uh, we started with a copy of the sales book, uh, the, the, the phone book. And, you know, we would work through the A's and then the B's and then the C's. And literally we would ring numbers and try and sell these people double glazing. And, um, you know, I guess, that also taught me a really interesting sales lesson because it taught me that that's such a crap way to go about selling. Basically, if we did get answered, if we did get through to, to someone, and a lot of times it, it, it rang out, it, you know, you got the most common typical objections. I'm just making my dinner or my kids are in sleep or you know, I'm just heading out. So the common objections, and we weren't given any sales training properly. We had a guy, I can't remember his name actually, but there was a guy in the office who sort of told us what to say and how to do it. And that was it. We were there to make the phone calls. And, um, we, you know, we were expected to, to at least, to try and make at least 200 calls a day. And, um, and we would look to try and get from that some appointments that we could then get for one of our fitters or people that, if you like, the, the proper salespeople, we were the, the shitty in the corner salespeople on the phones, but the proper salespeople to, to go out and um, basically do the sale face-to-face with the client. And uh, you know, if we could get an appointment, we, that was cheered, everyone was happy. But so much of the time, people were absolutely, you know, like, stop disturbing me, and, and who are you, and, 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 and what, why are you calling me? And that classic cold call sales approach, and um, Again, I'll maybe talk about calling people cold uh, in, in another episode because there's a lot of questions as to whether it works or not. Um, uh, and I think cold calling is dead. Here's my big prophecy for this episode. Cold calling is dead, but targeted calling or targeted new calling is very much alive. But what it taught us was by going through the A to Z, we just literally had to speak to people. And sometimes you'd get old ladies that couldn't hear you or old gentlemen that couldn't hear you. Or there was just, it was, it was, it was an interesting period. Um, but it was tough. You know, I, m- I remember having lots of people swear down the phone at me, you know, promise that they were gonna come to our offices and, and literally rip the phone out of my hand. You know, some, some really interesting responses that we got. And uh, again, that's one of the other things that I learned that in sales, you have to accept that it isn't personal. Um, they weren't angry at me per se, they were angry at the company for making the calls in that way. So, um, so that's it, I, I went into to, to double glazing sales and um, then I went off to university and uh, had a really great um, four years. I, I worked, um, I, I was at university in Plymouth and some of the friends, I'm very proud to say some of the friends I generated and met from school and from, from, from university I'm still with today. And uh, I then, once I finished my degree, joined uh, an IT company and spent probably the first next seven years having an incredible experience um, doing product sales. Um, it was actually a sort of product specialist um, sales role um, for a company called 3Com. 
And 3Com used to make um, computer networking equipment. So the best way I used to describe it to people was the, the, when you connect your computer in the olden days into an office, it had to be plugged in to a, uh, you know, you'd have, let's say, 10 desks. They would all plug together to connect to the internet. And uh, you, that used to connect to another device called a switch. And, uh, and by the way, I am not technical. I'll tell maybe I'll share a story about how I absolutely got ripped apart by a number of clients in that space. But I uh, was selling, well, we were part of the, the product specialist for, for a team selling these computer switches. And um, I was lucky, 3Com was an incredible experience for me. Um, I was lucky enough to travel around the world um, presenting on these switches to lots of locations, um, Japan, China, um, you know, Singapore, um, Thailand, America, all over Europe, Africa, furthest, strangest place I've ever maybe I'll do that in another episode is, is going to the Ivory Coast to Abidjan to, to do a proposal and uh, do a, to a presentation on these, these devices. But I got into to selling uh, at 3Com and um, loved that and worked with some of the big, you know, some of the sales teams on some of the big enterprise deals, some of the really complicated deals that were worth lots and lots of money and lots and lots of commission to some of these salespeople. And also came across some really, really interesting people that, that, again, shaped my sales career and some of the things they did. Some of the people were some quite hard and nasty people, probably, it's the best way to describe it. Um, I won't say his name because I don't want it to be on the podcast, but there was one VP of sales who was incredibly tough and harsh on people at 3Com, um, uh, but taught a lot of people a lot of good things. And, um, but I left 3Com after seven years um, and went to join uh, a company called Allo Telesen, um, or Telesis as it was called, and who are a Japanese company, Japanese-American company who made um, a, some uh, similar sort of devices anyway. And I came and did a sort of sales and marketing role um, with, it, with those guys for probably, I think it was around three years, three, four years. Um, but long story short, I uh, went for a major life crisis change then. Um, so any, anyone that knows me, um, maybe doesn't know, but I, my, I got married um, to a lady that I'd been with for seven years and then left after seven weeks. So my marriage lasted seven weeks, which was, um, yeah, an interesting time. And again, um, in my life, once I left Ally Tellison, I then decided to, um, or whilst I was having that issue with, with my marriage and um, I decided to, I was gonna leave Ally Tellison and because I'd had this idea for, um, a piece of software that I wanted to create. And uh, it, was, it was all around the idea of, you know, I had this concept called, if, you, you know, if you've got customer information, why don't people communicate with them more? And I called my first business, Customers Really Matter, because the idea being was that if you, you know, I used to go to, um, uh, you know, to, to market stores and to events and places, and I used to sort of say to myself, why aren't these people, I've, I've bought their product, why aren't they collecting my, my name and email address and contact details? to then continue to, to, to sell to me afterwards. Why aren't they doing that? And, um, and this was 2005. So it was the early stages. The, obviously the internet had been around for a little bit, but it was still very early for cloud-based software. But myself um, and a couple of other guys, Greg and Kieran, um, decided to build a, a business and um, uh, develop a, a piece of software called, uh, uh, it started out as being called Your CRM or, or Customers Really Matter. And then we, in the end, uh, decided to call it In Touch, and um, I stayed with that business um, for 
a number of years, some incredible experiences there, some stuff I'll maybe share as, as part of the story through, through, through other elements in, in, the, in, a, in other episodes. But, and actually I only recently um, exited that business. Um, and did it go the way I wanted it to? No. Um, but lots of experiences of building a business and growing the revenue in the company to, um, you know, we bootstrapped it from, from the ground up to, to, to generating, you know, 60, 70,000 pounds a month of revenue. Um, and I raised investment in 2013. You know, we raised half a million pound of investment. So it did some incredible things and uh, that were about sales and selling and growing that business. Um, but for a mixture of number of reasons, I, I stepped back from that business in, I think it was 2018, and um, decided to then just start out my own sales mentoring training company, which is where I am now today. And my big passion is helping business owners get sales results and to help them win more business. Sales is the absolute critical factor in any business. And if you do not have sales, you just don't have a business. And so um, I guess my mission and passion is helping anyone that runs a business do the things they need to do effectively within sales and selling to get results. And I guess for me now, it's, it's, it's it. I thought of, you know, they always say it takes you a while to realize and find um, where you're at and what you're, you're doing. But for me, I sort of now realize that this is what I want to do. Um, I want to help and I want to inspire and educate people. And I created my YouTube channel. And finally, I've got around to creating a podcast. And the whole story around this is, is to share ideas and tips with you guys um, so that you can win business. There's nothing better for me than when someone, you know, is able to use advice and ideas that you shared that brings money in their pocket. And um, the reason I think that's so important was whilst I was building in touch from 2005 to, to sort of 2018, the 13 year period, I made lots of mistakes and lots of things wrong, did lots of things wrong. I did lots of things right as well. Um, but one of the key things that I got wrong and badly wrong was um, I got myself into a lot of personal debt and uh, I got myself into a lot of personal debt and the company got into debt and uh, we paid it all off um, we, I mean, but I owed you know, over £120,000 on credit cards I'll maybe cover that off in another session and around £80,000 HMRC and um, we paid it off but it, it, the worry and the stress and the strain that it caused me it just was, was ridiculous I remember literally credit card companies um, phoning off the hook basically every you know I was missing payments because I wasn't bringing enough money in and I was spending that money on staff and trying to grow a business and lots of mistakes I made there and I'll share that in another episode but it, it, that stress and strain of running a business and not seeing enough money come in to pay wages and to do what you need to do was just breathtakingly difficult and um, it was good for me in many ways because it, it taught me what I, what I needed to know but um, and it also taught me some stuff that I never wanted to repeat. And I know many, and maybe it's happening to you at the moment, you're a business owner who is looking at your bank balance thinking, oh my God, how am I gonna pay these bills or this, this, the, 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 the staff that I've got? Or how am I going to cover the costs for my own mortgage, for example? Um, and I get it, I get it totally because I was in that position. I literally, as I say, had, was paying two grand thousand pounds a month off in interest alone when I had the credit cards and it reached a point where I couldn't do it anymore. So 
my goal, but I do know, is the only way I knew to get out of that was to sell and to sell and to bring business in and to, um, to, to, to be in a position where I got people to buy our services and we had some bespoke development as well as our software. Uh, and I, the only way I know to get out of those times is to, is, to, is to get in a position where you can sell. Well, the other option was to rob a bank, but I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast if I was in Hallfield Prison. So, um, and by the way, I don't agree with that either because I think it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, my mum taught me some great values about, you know, being respectful and kind and doing the right thing to other people. So I learned a lot of lessons around when I was in In Touch, and I'm going to share maybe some of the lessons I learned in the next podcast uh, episode. Um, and by the way, if you, if you like the stuff, if you like the podcast, please do um, subscribe. I'd love you to join me on the journey of what we're going to cover in the next few years around how we're going to share stories and ideas to, to get you where you want to be as a business owner. But I learned with the things that In Touch and what I got wrong, that you know the, the tough way. And I guess my, my big mission now and passion is to avoid this happening for you and to help you as a business owner um, get the success that you want and to avoid those moments when you look at the bank and think, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to pay this and you've got people ringing you for money and you know, just that whole feeling of feeling crap when you're not, money's not there. And it happens because ultimately you haven't sold enough or you haven't sold for the right price or you... Um, have you know basically spent too much money um, but most of the time it's because businesses don't bring enough business in so my goal in this podcast is literally to give you everything you need over the course of the, 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 these episodes to share with you stories and ideas on what you can do to bring business in how you can understand the science of selling the behavioral element of selling what's the foundations you need to put in place how do you need to find new people what can you do to get um, sales success on a consistent basis that will enable you to either, if you're a you know, person listening to this as a sales professional, have a great life and enjoy, enjoy good things and do good things, or if you're a business owner, build the dreams and goals that you have. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm also going to share at the end of every podcast, I'm going to share a couple of inspirational stories um, from, from people who I think are incredible, um, people who I think are literally um, you know, absolutely amazing at what they do and how they do it. And I'm going to share some of those stories to, uh, to, to basically enable you to, um, to, to, to get inspired. Because I think sales is about being inspired. It's about helping and inspiring others. And I'm going to share a story uh, at the end of this episode about someone who I know um, who's just done an incredibly inspirational thing. And I'm going to, um, he's just completed it, actually. And I'm going to use that as an inspiration. Because I'm a big believer that if you want to, to know how to progress and develop and grow, taking inspiration from others and hopefully this podcast can inspire you but is, is the best way to do that so yeah so that's what we're going to do um that's enough about me rambling on i've probably talked for a little, little bit too long in in this episode but my goal as i say now is um i have a youtube channel i have content i have resources we you know me and my team and we've built in a team called the small business sales academy which is now where, where i now spend my time as well as uh, being involved in a couple of other companies and helping them but my focus on this podcast is to help you win business, learn techniques, learn how to sell, learn, deal with the issues and challenges that sales brings up. Because when I speak to people about sales and talking about, about it at events, most people just don't really like it. And many people don't like it because the, reputa and the reputation of sales is, is, is not great because I think so many people do it badly. So my message and mission is to make sure that people all over the world can learn to sell in the effective way and deliver results for the other person that, that I call transforming tribe 
So you know, rather than being in a position where we sell something and then you know, make money but don't give the customer what they want, I want to help people transform the lives of the people they're selling to and build a tribe of customers, build a, you know, people that follow them because they love the work they do so much. And uh, that's my passion and mission. That's what I'm going to be doing. So look, that's, um, that's it in terms of what this podcast is going to be about. That's the bit about me and who I am. Um, you can check out some details on my website at www.jameswhite.business or you can head over to our Small Business Sales Academy website, which is www.thesbsa.com. Um, or if you can search for me, James White Sales, on any social media, I'm there. And um, I'm very there. I'm authentic. I'm, I'm open to asking, answering questions. I'll support and help people in any way I can. Um, because I believe life's better when you give and support other people and help them achieve what they want to. And that's what I'm going to do in this podcast series. So, um, so f- yeah, stick with me for the ride. It's going to be fun. We're going to share some good stuff. We're going to bring some guests on. We're going to do some, some fun things and talk about some stuff that's critical when it comes to sales and selling. But that's pretty much episode one done. But I wanted just to use, as I say, this, each episode to share an inspirational story. And the story I'm going to share today, and have a little look, is a guy called Matt Garman. So Matt's a, a guy uh, I know who runs a, a, a similar, he runs a sales business. But Matt and two of his friends have just finished rowing the Atlantic. And uh, they set off on the 12th of December from Gran Canaria, um, the Canary Islands. And literally on the 31st of January, I think it was, or it might have been the 1st of February, they uh, rowed three and a half thousand miles to, uh, to Antigua. So uh, I'm going to use that as a dedicate. Have a little look at um, search for They're called Ocean Dad Venture. Have a little look at if you want to search for them. Um, incredible, I think, what they're doing um, and what, what they did, what they did um, to do that, uh, you know, to row pretty much. I think they had to row on, you know, two hours, two hours on and two hours off every day for 47 days. It's just ridiculous. So um, that's my inspirational story. Um, if, if Matt, and he's a lovely, humble guy, um, can, can do it, then we can, you know, hopefully it will inspire you to do whatever you need to do in your world to, uh, to, to get the things that you want and achieve success and, and make great things happen. So that's the inspirational story um, for this time around. Matt Garman, um, have a look at it. Him and uh, his two of his colleagues have just rode the Atlantic, and I think achievements like that deserve celebrating. And that's why on every episode, I'm going to celebrate some success stories and some achievements from people that you might not have heard about, but who've done incredible things. So there we go. That's episode one done. Um, please, if you do um, have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please share it with others. Um, Please, you know, make sure you subscribe. If you can help us get up those rating lists, we'd love to do that. We're on, I want on a mission to help as many business owners and professionals get the results they want. And if you're open to, to learning and journey, coming on that journey with me, um, as I continue to learn every day, then we'll get some major great things happen together. So thank you ever so much for listening. I hope it's been helpful and you've enjoyed it. And um, see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, subscribe, but also check out my YouTube channel, James White Sales, there to help and support you achieve incredible sales success. Until the next episode, see you soon.